0: Welcome to Top Fold, a podcast about all the news that would have been. I'm your host, Luke Hefley. Here at Top Fold, we explore monumental events that didn't make the top story only because that spot was already taken. The news had been buzzing for days. Was he or wasn't he going to return to the profession that he had dominated for so long? He'd retired and come back before. Was he really going to do it again? Of course, we're talking about Michael Jordan. Air Jordan, the man who helped Chicago win six NBA titles. A statue to his greatness was outside the United Center in Chicago, and there he was king. When he left the game in his prime, some debated if he was actually the best. Two years later, he came back and matched his earlier feat, winning the championship three years in a row again, six in all. This time there was no question. Michael Jordan was the best ever. Now, three years removed from the basketball court, MJ was in the front office of the Washington Wizards and wasn't happy seeing his team not live up to his high expectations. He was working out with the team, and everywhere he went, everyone was asking, would he be coming back one more time? Jordan loved the suspense. Not only was Jordan king of the court, he was master of the public perception. Yes, he had made millions of dollars with basketball in hand, but he was also a marketing genius. He had multi-million dollar contracts with Nike, McDonald's, Gatorade, and Coca-Cola, just to name a few. His name and likeness were everywhere. He had even starred in the 1996 live-action animated movie with the Looney Tunes characters called Space Jam. How would a movie do with the basketball star alongside Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and the like? It opened at number one in the North American box office and is the highest-grossing basketball film of all time. So when his airness speaks... People listen. Millions of people. With his marketing skills off the court and his proven talent on the court, the anticipation to his announcement was gaining huge momentum. And that's just how Jordan liked it. Jordan's return, more likely as drama continues to build, was just one of the hundreds of headlines in the newspapers, and not just in the sports section either. Reporters and cameras were in front of his house and the Washington Wizards' offices, just waiting to hear from Jordan. Nothing like this had happened since Muhammad Ali had came back and regained the world boxing title. This was big, really big. What would his former teammates think about playing against him? What would his former coach and friend Phil Jackson think? How would this work playing for the coach that he hired? The world was about to know. On ESPN's website, they had what they called a returnal meter It had a picture of Jordan and the dial fluctuating from Don't bet on it, 50-50 stay tuned, and I'm back. It moved a lot over these few days, but now it was firmly on, I'm back. Bryant Gumbel opened the morning news with a voiceover of a video of Michael Jordan. It was the lead story at 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock Eastern Time on CBS's morning show, along with NBC and many others, but not at 9. At 9 a.m., Michael Jordan's name wasn't mentioned at all. Matter of fact, it wasn't mentioned again for days. Interviews were abruptly canceled, news crews left his residence and the MCI Center, now renamed Capital One Arena where the Wizards play, and rumored news conferences never materialized. Had Jordan done something in less than 60 minutes to lose the eye of the media? Had a scandal broke out and tarnished his name and reputation? Not at all. But at this moment, on this day, basketball was no longer on people's minds. Sports wasn't on anyone's minds. Basketball had suddenly become unimportant. Why? What could have happened to make so many forget about the greatest basketball player ever coming out of retirement to try to lead another team to a championship? What could have kept many people from knowing that Michael Jordan had returned to the National Basketball Association until the season started weeks later? America now was under attack. At 8.46 Eastern Time, the first hijacked passenger plane slammed into the North Tower of the World Trade Center. Within minutes, the second plane, the second tower. You know the rest. That's right, on the morning of September 11, 2001, in the blink of an eye, the world changed. American Airlines Flight 11 and United Airlines Flight 175 crashes into the Twin Towers. Less than two hours later, both 110-story towers collapsed. A third plane, American Airlines Flight 77, crashed into the Pentagon. And United Airlines Flight 93 was headed towards Washington, D.C., but because of heroes like Todd Beamer, who was heard from a ground operator as saying, Les Roll and countless others bravely charged the cockpit of the doomed airliner, thwarting the hijackers' plans, bringing it down in a field near Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Because it was such a sophisticated attack and happening so quickly, many experts believed more planes were already hijacked or would be soon. Because of that belief, the entire airspace of the United States was closed. The ground stop order from the FAA's National Operations Manager, Ben Sliney, to ground the nearly 4,000 airplanes and to divert the ones in the air to the nearest airport was the first unplanned closure of all air travel in U.S. history. Of course, military, police, and medical flights were allowed, with just a handful of private aircraft which had to be approved by the United States Air Force. The bold and unprecedented move by Mr. Sliney was applauded by all, as it calmed the nation knowing that there were no more planes in the air. Without a direct order from the president or anyone else, this call was his and his alone. Oh, by the way, this was his first day on the job. No, from that moment forward, no one was talking about Michael Jordan or basketball or anything else. Television coverage of the attack and the aftermath was the longest uninterrupted news event in the history of U.S. television. The major networks were on the air for 93 continuous hours. All programs and commercials were suspended, and many of the cable and the satellite channels did as well. Even after the 93 hours, most shows were still about the attacks, and commercials were actually public service announcements on how to help the victims of 9-11. It goes without saying that the attacks changed the world forever, from as serious as security on airlines and in public locations to as trivial as the television and movie industry. Immediately after the attacks, almost 40 films either removed or added the Twin Towers into their scenes. At least 12 movies, including Lilo and Stitch and the 2002 20-year anniversary release of E.T., altered scenes or dialogue because of 9-11. With almost 3,000 losing their life in New York, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C., suddenly a round ball in a small hoop, no matter who put it there, became irrelevant. On that day, September 11, 2001, the world stood still, bowed her head in sadness, and the innocence of a recreational game like basketball was lost, maybe never to be regained again. Michael Jordan did make his announcement a full two weeks later on September 25th. He also decided to dedicate his entire salary that year to the victims of 9 11. He led his team in scoring, and during the first half of the season, he was one of only two players, the other Kobe Bryant, to average 25 points, five rebounds and five assists. Now at age 38 and carrying the team, the season was heavy. Jordan got injured and was unable to play the last part of the year. He played again the following season, but then retired for good. Many claim it just never felt like it should have, like it could have. But on this day, September 11th, 2001, everything changed and not even the return of Michael Air Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time, mattered. Hard to believe all the news that would have been. Thank you for joining us this week on Top Fold. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Top Fold Podcast and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast. All my sources and research can be found at topfold.buzzsprout.com. There along with other things that bring history to life. I'd like to thank David Wagler for the music. And if you like the show, please rate us and give us a review. Or simply tell a friend. That would be great. So until next time, there you have it. All the news that would have been.